Have you ever been embarrassed because you were in a situation where somebody said something to you or even said their name and a few minutes later it was gone? You had no clue as to what they said or what the name was that they said? Well, today's podcasts is the first in a series of short podcasts dealing with memory and how memory works, learning styles, how learning style impacts our memory, and strategies, a ton of strategies in different podcasts that will give you tips and ideas of things that you could do to help improve your memory. So today, my goal in this podcast is to help you understand just how your memory works and why you couldn't remember that person's name. Welcome to Episode 8 of College, Disabilities, and Success, How Your Memory Works by Mickey Hayes. Dealing with memory is pretty straightforward. You have a situation where information is input into your system, into your brain. You have short-term memory, sometimes called working memory. You have long-term memory, and then you have output. Taking a test, answering a question, calling somebody by the correct name. So you're looking at input, short-term slash working memory, long-term memory, and output. How the information is input to you makes a difference on how well you receive it and output it. If you are getting information in your preferred learning style, then you're probably able to hold it and output it because you can remember it. But if you're getting information in a learning style that you struggle with that isn't really effective for you, then you have a harder time pulling it back out of your memory. So input is connected to learning style, which is going to be in our next podcast short. But suffice to say for right now, Learning styles are visual, auditory, and tactile kinesthetic. You see it, you hear it, you touch it. So one of these systems helps you to retain your information. And so the method by which it is input to you impacts how well you can hold it into your memory. When you get the information to short-term memory, you've heard something, you saw something, you read it, Once you get that information input to you, the information goes into short-term memory, which a lot of research is now calling working memory. Basically, what your memory is doing at that point is sort of chewing on it, digesting it, trying to figure it out. So if someone gives you a phone number, for example, and you don't have your phone with you, you can't just type it in, you have no paper to write it on, you simply have to remember it, your brain is figuring out a quick way to help you remember that information and recall it. So you might be in a situation where you repeat, you repeat, you repeat, you repeat until you can get to a place and write it down. Now, once you have it written down and you can kind of let go of it in your short-term memory, but you need to switch it into your long-term memory. There are strategies and techniques that I'm going to teach you that will help you shift it from your short-term memory into your long-term memory. And you think of your long-term memory as a holding file, a place where all that information goes to sit until you need it. So a lot of the strategies, once it gets into long-term memory, are retrieval strategies. Where am I going to go in my brain to just find that information? So some of the short podcasts will deal with putting it into long-term memory and pulling it out of long-term memory. And then you go into the situation for output, where once you pull it out of your memory, you then share it, whether it's through a test, through a speech, through a presentation, through talking to somebody, through just calling their name back to them because you found a way to remember it. So we're going to talk about that process, and it'll come up all the time 
when we're talking about strategies and techniques for learning new information. Be thinking about you and where you struggle. Do you struggle when the information is input and you just can't hold it long enough to even bring it back to your front of your brain? Or are you okay with that, but then you take the test, you knew it all yesterday, you knew it all last week, and you get into that test and it's gone? So your problem might be long-term memory. So we'll talk about that as well. So each of the strategies that I give you are going to be connected to one of those points. Input, short-term working memory, long-term output. Now, when you get a test for a learning disability, one of the tests that they do on the evaluation of a learning disability will evaluate your short-term memory and your long-term memory. So when you go over those results with your psychologist or the specialist that gave you those tests, take note of short-term memory and long-term memory. Those test results for a learning disability, that psychological evaluation for a learning disability, should give you some insight into that area of memory that gives you the most trouble, whether it's short-term memory or long-term memory. And that will kind of help you also analyze some of the strategies that will work best for you. But as we go through these short podcasts, hopefully you should start to recognize some things that might make a difference and might help you. And then you'll probably see other things that you wouldn't see them as any help at all. I'm going to do my best to share as many different things as I can about strategies and memory and learning techniques and learning styles. Think about the questions that you have that you might want to ask me too. My email is Mickey Teaches, M-I-C-K-I-E, teaches at gmail.com. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. The information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.